They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Alo Aaron Malloy. I'm joined with my guy, Dirty Dominic, Act Two Fly, Eric Shambicky. How you doing, man? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> it sounds better, like saying it out loud than on like, right, texting out. It. Yeah, it, it rolls really nicely. I I tell you, every time I read it. I like don't smirk or pop or react, <laughs> but like I get a little smirk whenever you'll say it in a group chat. But whenever I hear it, I'm like, yeah, I don't necessarily hate it. Yeah, it roll it rolls nicely. All right, so subscribe on all podcast platforms: iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Ringside Collectibles and use promo code M Man to save ten percent off your order. So we haven't been here for a few weeks. Um, we we about to rename this the Matt Madness um, like takeover podcast like like how NXT takeovers is a monthly like it's kind of like quarterly it's kind of the way we've been following yeah especially uh, it's about to be Santa season for me so enjoy me while you can and then at the at the next month towards the end of the year you'll get the Fig Show and the uh, the Maddies that's a guarantee for sure so we've been here haven't been here for a couple of weeks um, what's been up what you been watching. So, I mean, I, you know, just the regular product for the most part, like, you know, uh, what's been new. Um, I did rewatch like the first half or first like hour of 1997 Halloween Havoc. I did want to watch that classic Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio ma- uh, match. It was cool to see um, Jericho had a match against uh, um, Nagana, some AEW stuff, which was cool. Ultimo Dragon had a, a good opening match, but it, it was cool to go back because I, I watched that pay per view. Like, it, it feels like yesterday, but it was like five years ago, uh, four or five years ago. So it was cool to you know relive and rewatch some of that stuff. I have the Chalkline Halloween Havoc shorts of Guerrero and uh, Mysterio, like for that match. So I wear those shorts to death in October every year. I do wear them year round, but in October. It's like they're my pajamas. They yeah, I run Valentina to school in them. So it was cool to to rewatch that. Um, outside of that, you know, the the weekly product, and um, I do feel like uh, AEW's been picking up some steam with uh, some good storylines and products. So or good good storylines, some good matches and stuff going on. What about you? What have you been watching? Um, so as far as like the weekly product, I ha- I haven't really paid that much attention to anything really other than NXT because I'll continue to beat the dead horse. Burns doing some booking down there. It's a really good sh- it's a good show in general. Uh, Ilya Dragunov and Carmelo Hayes, they had an excellent match again to end their trilogy. I think the Carmelo whole Trick Williams story is like really good. Like I said, Burns tells us Does it give you O2, Sean, and Hunter vibes yet? Or is it just me? I- I feel uh, like that's got to be up your Until house. somebody goes through a car window. <laughs> um, I feel like technology's too good now where we can't get that that like blurry <laughs> image. Yeah. <laughs> until that happens, not quite yet, but it is really good because like they've been like 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 even like the way NXT ended, like Trick came down, distracted Mello, cost him the match, and then Trick comes down to the ring, but then they cut the Ilya and Baron Corbin backstage. So you got that cliffhanger. So I really did enjoy that. Um, even down to like the whole chase you with JC Jane and Thea Hale. That that that's really good storytelling that they're doing down there. Um, we talked last time we were here. We talked about the Fast and the Furious movies. So I finally watched Fast X. 
Um, oh man, so you're ahead. I because I I can't find F nine. Do you watch F nine? Yeah, I've seen F nine. You terrible. saw it back then. Yeah, it's uh, terrible. Yeah, I gotta see. I gotta see it just to be in order. I think Free V is like the only thing with it. I haven't created. It's not on. It's not on the cock. I don't think I. It's the only one not on the cock really? or Netflix. Okay, so Fast Night is terrible. Um, so whenever you watch it, you'll be like, you'll be like, you were right. But Fast X, I'm gonna give it to you. That's the best one in a long time. It's really good. I think Jason Momoa is over the top. I'm spoiler alert. I don't even think I. Yeah, I, don't even don't spoil it. Don't okay. spoil it. I gotta watch it. Now, I didn't even know he was in it. Oh, uh, really? Well, that's not a spoiler if it's in the commercial. But the, um, fake, the fake Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. Well, the real Aquaman. Unless you want to Vincent Chase. Reigns. Vincent Chase is the real Aquaman. <laughs> so um, Jason Momoa, he was completely over the top, but everything worked in there. John Cena's on Uncle Uncle Duty, fantastic. Um, ends on an excellent cliffhanger. Really fun movie. So I really highly recommend it. And one thing. Last time we were here, also that you told me about, and you talked about specifically, was the Chris Van Vliet episodes, and the man's excellent at his job. So, dude, I went on a deep dive. Uh, I watched the Kathy Kelly episode, the Samantha Urban episode, um, the Summer Ray episode, um, and I watched the Maven episode. And then we, when we were talking about the Maven episode last time we were here. I was like, how much I love his theme song. And that Maven interview made me love him, like, even more. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, you know how hard it is, like, for me to sell me on something? I think he could sell me on anything. Like, he could sell me to wear Air Force Ones. That, that That's how, like, real, like, like, this guy is the best. And after watching that, I, I did, like, a whole deep dive on his YouTube channel. Watch all the videos. All of them were great. I really yeah. did. His shorts. Do you follow him on the gram? Uh, no, I don't because I know oh, at one point he there's didn't a have lot, an Instagram and now he does, but I don't. There's a lot of positive, good content. There's a lot. There's a lot of good, like non-wrestling related stuff. Mm-hmm. He doesn't put a lot of non-wrestling related stuff, but when he does, it's always good. Yeah, so either YouTube videos, they are all great. They're all they're a good take on it. They're a good, honest opinion take. There's not a bunch of negative stuff. He's really well spoken. Um, even like burning, que- I think that's a good niche for it too because. Even like the burning questions like a casual person would have about what a WWE wrestler makes or what goes on in the business. Like he, the one I did really like was the um, was the, what's the um, what was the guy on HBO that did that thing on wrestling? John Oliver. Remember that John Oliver spot talking about the WWE and all the bad things about the business. Maven. Yeah. He did a deep dive on that, and he was saying this isn't just WWE. This is the entire wrestling business, so you can't really just. Knock at WWE about this, but all his, I, I legit went to watch every video at the time, and it was great. I really did enjoy Maven's YouTube channel, and um, it's definitely like a, a must watch. I really got, I, I really highly recommend that. Um, but that's that's pretty much been about it. And um, I started Super Fan today, but I didn't finish it. The Vladimir story. I I, I did watch that. I knew there was something not not uh, something else that I watched that was really good you can tell it was like a project that they could have dropped any day like they, they could have dropped that t- November 2nd 2022 2021 it looks like they had that in their pocket yeah yeah I remember oh well I, mean, I know you didn't finish this that's a little bit oh no story, but no so. oh no but I remember hearing about this years ago that I mm-hmm. thought it was done and then when it dropped and over the past week a lot of people were saying oh it finally dropped but in certain places but then the U.S. finally got it earlier this week but I'm, I'm going to finish that. It's only 37 minutes. It was pretty short. 
uh, I'm pretty. I, I would guess I'm about halfway done at this point, but I did enjoy what I actually watched, and I really enjoyed his story. And it's always good to see like a a fan like that. Like for us, like now nowadays we have um, Brock Lesnar guy and we have Colin Elbow guy. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe one there'll be something about that, but a doc about them one day. But other than that, green green shirt dude. <laughs> that too. Other than that, that's a bit. That's been about it. We got Crown Jewel this weekend. I'm really looking forward to that as well, and. I guess we'll start at the top of the card. The heavyweight titles on the line. We got Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre. What are your quick, thoughts? Quick pause before you get. All right. Well, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre. I think it's gonna be a hell of a match. I think that there. That's like one storyline, one feud that like I feel like there's almost more to it. Like I feel like there's more history than there is. Um, I love their callbacks. They're talking about you know. Actually, no. They they misquoted it. Like McIntyre, I says he's like you were my first title defense. Uh, big show <laughs> big was your show first was. title that. So they they try to bury Paul, um, but like I like that callback. I don't know why I thought like when he won the title, when he won the IC title back from Dolph when Moxley returned or Ambrose re- returned from injury. I thought he may have had like some title defenses against McIntyre for that. Maybe that wasn't a thing, but I thought they may have had more matches in the past than they have. Um, I'm looking forward to the match. I feel like it's going to be good. Um, I, it's one of those, like, if it was in the States, you could almost have me fooled and think, like, yeah, the title's going to change, but I don't see the title changing. I'm, I think it'll be a good match, and Rollins keeps it up. Yeah, I agree, too. I'm going to go around. The thing I like about this, and they harped on this when uh, McIntyre had that little feud with the New Day a, few, a couple months back, it was about him winning the title in front of no, in front of nobody. Yeah. And some this somewhat being his redemption story and how he's kinda like he he keeps saying all the things the obstacles that came in his way, like Rollins on Raw said, Stop blaming the bloodline, stop blaming all these people for your for your failures and things. But McIntyre, he's needed something to do for a real long time. Like thank God they got rid of Riddle so that, that tag team wouldn't have been a thing. But I'm looking forward to it. I do think Rollins wins, like I said, and I do think we finally get that McIntyre heel turn. At this point, because he, he needs it. Because he, he needs it. And I'm praying Broken Dreams comes back after this. Because I, I think the whole the whole Braveheart sword and kilt thing, I think we can get rid of that and bring back regular Drew McIntyre with Broken Dreams. And I think he'll end up being the next world champion as well. So before we dive more into the card, I just want to ask. So I'm assuming, are you just staying up on like shorts or on social media or like, because you mentioned like the only thing you've been watching, like modern product has been NXT, well, but you're excited for the show. Yeah. So what I do is I play catch up. So I, I get, and like, so like I gather when we have show like this, like especially with paper, I gather everything at once. Mm-hmm. So I might not watch on a weekly basis, but I'm catching up. Like I might, got it, got it, got I might've watched what happened on raw um, the week before. And I know what happened with, between those guys and, with this week, so on and so forth. So I, I am aware of everything that's going on. Would you say the world title is what you're looking the most forward to? That match? Um, probably because, like okay. I said, like McIntyre, he needs something. And then the thing with Rollins is at this point, Rollins has been champion since what April, May, April or May. And at this point, it's like we're getting towards WrestleMania season and Royal Rumble season. What's next for Rollins, and what's the, yeah, the shape, what's everything going to shape up to be? It's crazy because it's November, so when you, when you do that math, okay, he's probably had the belt for about six months, 
And I guess like he just went so hard when he first won it because this past Monday on Raw, they were touting it was his first singles match on Raw in four months. Hmm. So it was like, I I didn't notice it. I almost wanted to call their bluff, but I mean, it's, and maybe they were wrong, but they touted it on uh, commentary several times throughout the show. Yeah. So like when it comes around, because like even with the whole Nakamura thing, um, I wasn't sure if they would put the belt on Nakamura, but at times it seemed like they did because they were hitting about this Rollins back injury, and they keep they kind of still talk about it now. But it's just like if you're going to drop the belt to anybody and actually mean something, it would be McIntyre, and then you can get the Rumble season, Rumble slash WrestleMania season from there. I would have argued like I mean at least that feud has definitely made Nakamura mean more, but I think it would have been good because. If he's not going to win it from this feud that just ended, it's just at this point you almost got to accept. Not that it's not something we didn't accept a year ago, but like they really had a shot, multiple opportunities for him to win the belt. Now it's like, all right, run, you know, Nakamura's never winning a, a WWE world title. Yeah, but I, I do think McIntyre will be wrong at Survivor Series. I'll put that out there now because I do believe there'll be a rematch. And so it won't be nobody from the hometown of, of where Survivor Series is taking place. Noted. <laughs> Speaking, speaking of that, I was going to hit on this at the end, but you kind of gave me somewhat of a lean-in. So, friend of the show, Nick Aldis, is the, the general manager of SmackDown now. And we never got, we haven't got a confirmation about us war games for Survivor Series yet. But the way him and Adam Pearce have been interacting kind of seems like we're going to get Raw versus SmackDown. Now, in the past... In, in the recent past, it hasn't really made any sense because we didn't have any authority figures. But with these two, and with Aldis kicking Adam Pearce out of his office a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. it's starting to give you some cause for it. So what are your thoughts on that? I, I love it. There's so much about this. Obviously, we love good friend of the show, Nick Aldis. Um, I, I, I love it. Like These are two guys that were wrestlers relatively recently. They don't really have a WWE pass, but they are touted world champions elsewhere um you know that lineage they have that they share with cody uh both being former nwa world champions it's cool it's exciting this is different than it being you know as much as i love mcfoley it being a haggard mcfoley that can't go in the ring versus somebody else that maybe could so uh i'm i'm for it and that's why I'm kind of like questioning your idea when you're, you're thinking like, I don't think we're going to be seeing that these, these titles being defended. I think it's going to be brand supremacy like it used to be. Yeah. I'm open to that. Um, a, a complete brand supremacy like it was in 2016, 2017. I'm not quite sure, but they have some time to actually do that. But Nick Aldis is the GM. I popped huge for that when I, when I heard it happen. And I kind of really wish he was a, active competitor because I think he could kind of like bring a lot to the table but even as GM I think that adds like another layer to him because like who knows yeah. maybe he can come out the suit and get in the ring and then we've, if they, seen, we've seen it happen yeah and then especially GM especially if they kind of like build it up that he's like a former NWA world champion and you said that he had the little clip with the little like eye to eye with Cody paying homage to that so I'm interested to see what Nick Aldis, but I think he's been a really he'll, he'll be a really great GM, and I hope he gets in ring work because his work at NWA, we touted it from day one, and ever, ever since then that show hasn't quite been the same. I know you're a big fan of Joe Alonzo, but beginning NWA power was peak, and Nick Aldis was a big part yeah. of that. 
So you do you know they got a TV deal? I've heard. So I'm not sure I where, but I, I did hear it was a TV deal. So it's a, a top twenty channel from the word I got, and it, like, like it's ranking number nineteen. It's either like eighteen or nineteen channel wise, or I'm like what's like the most peak. Now TNT and TBS are supposedly like sixteen and seventeen on that list. So I actually the bartender from Appetites like brought it up to me. And he was excited for it because you know he he is a wrestling fan. He, he like doesn't die hard see everything. It's more of a WWE product. He likes that there's an alternative. Does like AEW, but he you know doesn't doesn't catch everything. He did love NWA Power when it started. And he was saying he's like man I'd love for them to get to. It. I was like there's no way like. I believe me, I'm hopeful. I never want to be more wrong. I thought power when it first started was awesome, but so much has changed. The like it was fresh. There was still the mystique of the credibility of the ten pounds of gold when it was on all this. Uh, I, it is taking huge steps down from going from Tyrus and then EC3. Now EC3 may be able to help pump some life into it. But they also had stars like Ricky Starks, Eddie Kingston, Eli Drake, now known as LA Knight, and much, much, much more. So it's just, again, I hope they can find lightning in a bottle, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. They might find some smoke, but I think that's <laughs> going to be the best. Yeah, I don't, because that beginning of power, I'll put it beautiful. I'll put against, cause I believe it's all like in October or something like that. It was a small sample size, but I'll probably think that was probably like the best book show up to, oh, like was it 2018 2019 Eight, 18 19 yeah, yeah. yeah well you know what it probably it i'm guessing it started 19 because i feel like we barely got a full year out of it and then um covid's really what killed it because i know it started in the fall it's either 2018 or 2019 or the fall but um well all, all, all you know what maybe it was probably early fall of of 19 yeah it was one of them i just know it, yeah. i just know it, it, i just know it, it came yeah, out in october it, um, what I'll tell you is I'm sending you the original theme song from when it started out into the fire, you know, you know next time you're in the gym, that's, it's, it's a good, <laughs> that thing's good for everything. A pump, a run. Um, yeah, that, that was the time. That was the time. But let's circle back to crown jewel. All right. So the universal championships on the line, LA Knight is challenging Roman Reigns. And I got to tell you, LA Knight interrupted Roman's entrance. Fucking perfect. Perfect. Go ahead. <laughs> he, he's doing great. He's, he's, he's doing everything he, he should and maybe a hair more. Um, I, I, there's, there's nothing I can nitpick and say that he should be doing better. I think everything he's doing is doing is perfect, and it's, it's a good spot filler. Yeah, I'm in, I enjoyed that entire thing. Even the contract signing was great. All the interactions with Heyman I thought were really great. I'm glad Cena didn't get this spot. Because that was a rumored match yeah. a few weeks it, back. At this point, I'm a big believer of it's got to be... I mean, you know, I love the idea of Roman stacking up just some more names. It seems like we're going to be getting less and less uh, championship defenses from him. But, I, you know, if he's never beat... Like, we, he's already beat Cena and retained this title. Like, obviously, I'm going to give away my prediction. He's going to obviously squash... LA Knight, he's going to win. Uh, I won't call it a squash because I'm sure there's going to be some interference to help him. But, I mean, 
add, add like I don't think he's beat AJ Styles for the title. Like add some more names, add some more credible people. So when this reign does end, you look back at everyone he beats, it looks a little more impressive than it already is. Yeah, I'm gonna go with LA Knight too. I thought I think this is like a good like proving ground for him to show that he can actually hang. I'm really looking forward to the match as well. Especially the thing with Roman Reigns matches, like they kinda like have you at the edge of your seat. Like I mm-hmm. remember the match at Clash of the Castle last year against McIntyre. I was working, I was like losing my shit. Like what's gonna happen? And I, I believe this match is gonna be the same the same way as well because I'm sure that crowd's gonna want LA Knight to yeah. win that match and there's gonna be something that's gonna take it away from everybody else. But I am really looking forward to this match as well. They brought it up on Busted Open. The Crown Jewel last year, I believe, the crowd, like, before the show started, were chanting L.A. Knight's name. He wasn't booked. Really? Yeah. So if that Saudi crate was do- doing that for him then, they're going to get silly for him now. Well, 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 I'll talk about a match I do think we're going to see a title change hands. Rey Mysterio is defending the U.S. title uh... against Logan Paul. I, the, mo- the moment I saw that post-match interview at the boxing match, I sniff, I sniff, new U.S. champion. So now we got to the only match I care about. <laughs> this is the only thing I care about. Crown Jewel. Um, say what you want to say about Logan Paul. I'll keep it short and sweet. The guy has not had a bad match yet. Yep. Um, with the greatest luchador of all time, this Saturday afternoon, he's not going to have uh, a bad match. I love him going for a mid card title because whether he get, does. Whether he does like a Brock Lesnar type schedule and barely defends it, we don't see him. It's going to be huge notoriety for the U.S. title. You know, you think about the stuff someone like Brock Lesnar does with a WWE title or like a Ronda Rousey does for a women's title. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, there's a men's title. Yeah, there's a women's title. And like the common common fan will know stuff like, or you know, the common viewer or people that don't know nothing about pro wrestling. But hearing about the United States Championship or Intercontinental Championship in the mainstream, it's going to be a pretty big deal for these titles that don't get that mainstream buzz. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. I do see Logan Paul uh, gaining the title. I just hope we get to see him um, around a little more regularly so we can see maybe some like TV defenses. Yeah, so <clears throat> it's, it's, hard to, it's, hard to, it's hard to remember that that match he had with Roman was actually last year at Crown Jewel. And that was a really good match. And I'm looking forward to this as well. Like, granted, like, Rey Mysterio is almost 50, or is 50, but he could still go. And I know, like you said, Logan Paul has not had a bad match. He has not disappointed at all. And I could just see the image of him walking around with the U.S. title, giving, like, WWE that kind of, like, extra mainstream appeal that they've been trying, that they always get. And the thing is that R- Logan Paul is actually deserving. I don't think anybody will complain Logan Paul is the United States champion. I really Not think. me. I, I'm going to get some prime energy drink side plates from my US title. <laughs> you know what? Oh, that that's going to be great. He might really have those too. That, that'd, be, that'd be really great. And I, uh, no complaints here at all. I still need a toy one to put on his elite if, when he does one. Because that, that's the, the ultimate. The ultimate. Because did, I didn't even know this was a thing. I don't know if you saw the pre-order. So he's, you know he's going to be in the top picks lineup with an elite? Um, I I feel like I did. So he was gonna be in a he's gonna be like a new basic in a battle pack with Roman. I know I that the elite's been pictured. Okay, no, no, there's the basic I know about, not the elite. Yeah. So the um, so it has like the new articulation basic, but a pre-order just went live, 
and comments were so like hot cold about it. People just, you know, stupid theories like, Oh, why is he in top picks? If like, he's like, you know, in a niche, niche ultimate, like, and everyone with common sense is like, this is awesome. Like now you can get this for $23 rather than spending $120 for the ultimate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it looks like it's going to be, I can't remember what match he had. It's probably one of the matches with Ray or, or maybe Miz. It was Roman's but match. I think I thought the oh, Roman oh, was black and yellow. Or you mean no, the elite's going to be bigger. The elite is supposed to be based off of uh, like a black, uh, black and Royal blue attire. Okay. Uh, I just found it. It looks like it's, it's a, a Sheamus elite. There's a Cody. It's like, again, if, if the pictures are, are depicting what, what the attire is going to be, um, you got a Sheamus from last year. looks like there's a Cody, but you can't really tell what that's going to be. But then it's a primarily blue pants uh, with, with like a yellow, stru- yellow and black ornament. Um, maybe his mania match. I'm guessing this year, who knows, but uh, exciting stuff. It's almost like a uh, Wolverine style, but, awesome look forward to it because i don't have the ultimate not yet so uh i did not want to have to settle for that battle pack and <laughs> that's gonna be cool all right so also we have rhea ripley trying to control her women's division in a fatal five-way defending the title against zoe stark shana bears or nia jackson Re- nia Jax, go ahead i'm looking forward to this because i'm looking forward to I-, I have a feeling that this is going to over deliver i have a-, a feeling that like despite the chaos like Every segment these these five have had together, and we all know I'm not like a big fan of Nia, but I think like she's being presented differently. Um, Starks is a star. Shayna Baszler is doing something a little different. Um, I'm just I'm really looking forward to. I, I'm not really sure, like sure. Uh, I think Ra- Raquel is going to retain. Um, I would love the idea of why am I not can the, the name completely right? Um, Starks in this match. Zoe. Zoe Stark. I, I would love to see her have the upset. She's the only non-former champion in the match, so I would love to see her win. Um, but I, I do think this match is going to over-deliver. Yeah, I do too. Um, Fatal Five Ways, the ones we've had in WWE lately, they've delivered. They've been chaos, but they have delivered. Mm-hmm. So I, do have, I don't have high expectations for this match, but I do know that it will deliver. So I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley to retain too. And speaking of the women's division... For the past few weeks, we've seen Jay Cargill interact and have little small spots on the show. Uh, she was at she was at Raw a few times. She was at NXT last week when Becky dropped the title to Lyra Valkyria, and she's been at and she was been at the recent pay per view. So, where do you think is the right spot for her to finally actually debut? Normally, I would say Monday Night Raw. Um, I feel like she's been featured more in NXT than anywhere else. So, I'd love to see her go NXT, have like two good matches, leave, go to SmackDown, win the title there, spend close to a year there, and then show up on Raw. That's that's what I like. Fan is, like that's kind of been a thought I've had in my head for like a week or two. Um, I, she's like already my early dark horse like prediction that, that I think she's gonna win the Rumble. Yeah, I agree with that part. My thing with this is, like, I love the fact that she's been on all three shows because she's getting all the exposure in the world. So they're doing a great job with that. Um, showing her with Charlotte, showing her interact with Becky, etc. Um, at this point, if it's not Survivor Series, 
I would just have her declare for the Rumble and that'd be her actual in-ring debut. Because December's coming. December is kind of like the WWE's like, um, take it easy. It's, it's take it uh, easy season. So to make it matter, yeah. So you could just sit there and say, because you know they start declaring for the Royal Rumble in, at the, by the mid middle end December anyway. So maybe... Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. So I maybe, feel like last year, nobody like mentioned they were in the Rumble until like two weeks before. <laughs> yeah, so with, so with her, I think she's the one person you could have like make her like actual in-ring debut there. But then it's like, okay, because I think she will feud Becky first. But I think Becky's going to go face Rhea at WrestleMania for the for the women's world title. So it's kind of like, how do you get them to get a face-off? Because if Jade wins the Rumble, Becky has to win some kind of contendership to get the Raw match at um, WrestleMania. And that will probably have to be at Elimination Chamber. But I yeah. don't agree about the Rumble, though. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I kind of don't want to wait that long, selfishly. But I could see that being the case. I mean, we're talking, you know, she's been floating around for at least like a month now. And then she's on screen. And then we got to wait three more full months. Um, I don't know. I guess we're not getting day one show again this year. Like, if I, I don't know. Was that only a one-time thing? That was one-time. Like I can't, yeah, like if we would get that or something, um, Again, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like in, in wrestling in general in the past couple of years, December's been a little better than it was for like 10 plus years. Like, um, So I, I, I'd love to be surprised and see her, her do something sooner than that. Mm-hmm. Plus, you got to think she was semi-green. Obviously, like her last match in AEW, her last couple were her best matches. I just don't want to see her not in the ring, not getting the bumps and not, you know, not getting the reps. And... Um, have a rough, you know, rough performance in the Rumble. All right. So next up, we got Cody Rhodes and Damian Priest. Cody goes over. Yep, yeah, I agree. And also, we got John Cena taking on Solo Sokoa. This is hard. I'm sure Cena's going to give the rub, but at the same time, I'd like to see Cena win because what's the stat? He hasn't won a singles match in four years. On pay per view, since um, that uh, Australia okay, that show. That is. Since that Australia show in 2018. Who do you beat, Corbin? He teamed up with, I think he teamed up with Bobby Lashley. He took on Elias and some Baron Corbin, I think. Okay, but I'm pretty sure he said something about he hasn't won a singles match. That might be the case, too. Crazy. Him and Lashley teaming up, I can't remember that yeah, at all. It, it, was, it was an Australian pay-per-view. It's a super showdown. The first time, I think it was in Triple H for Taker and like, Burn was in Triple H's corner, and then we got yeah. the Crown Jewel after that. Oh, spicy! Yeah, happy anniversary! To, happy anniversary to that match too, because that was five years ago today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's it for Crown Jewel. Anything going on in AEW you want to well, talk about? Uh, yeah, I'll bring this up since you want to speak about anniversaries. We're in the month of November. Currently, for our listeners, we're we're recording this in late November second. 2023 November 28th 1985 1985 no not some weird color of OG Jordan 1 was released November 28th 1985 Sting debuted made his pro wrestling debut and 435 years later he's announcing he will be retiring I believe January of 2024 AW Revolution um 
Any thoughts on the career of Sting and his finally retirement? Well, I was never a WCW guy. I was always aware of Sting. I always thought he looked fucking awesome and cool. Um, the, my biggest fondest as a kid was like seeing Sting and playing with him in WCW NWO Revenge. Other than that, that's it. Um, I got more exposure to him in TNA than anything. And I thought he was great in TNA, especially I remember when he first debuted and had that feud with Jared over the NWA title. I thought it was great. Um, Joker Sting, I'm a fan of that. I was always a fan of that. But I'm a, I was on a hill on this too. So Rick Flair will be park, parking his car on Jacksonville curb for, for, a little, for a little while now. So Tony Khan <laughs> will do this because he's a mark. He will do this. And you know, Ric Flair has been loyal to WWE and Vince for years. He sings their highest praises. I truly believe Flair signed with them because they know they will let him wrestle. And Sting, Sting's farewell match can lead to a few with Ric Flair. Started Nitro, ended Nitro. Final match. Man, I hope that's not the case. No, Sting's, Sting's got to be a little smart to know a one-on-one with them two don't make no damn sense. It's, it's history. I'm just saying, yeah. no, the seeing what Tony Khan does, you that's a possibility. Tony Khan hater. That's a nah, possibility. I, because they just have an opportunity right now where he could be in a six-man, and that would make the most sense, keep him on the side of the ring. I don't see that being the case. I mean, I, I guess, yeah, is there a chance? Sure. I hope that's not the case. I'd be bummed out. Um, that'd be wild. I really don't, I, I don't know. No, 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 no. All right, hold on. I believe November 18th, so two and a half weeks from now, six-man tag. Uh, Christian... I love Thunder Rosa calls Nick Wayne Little Wayne. Um, <laughs> Lil Wayne and uh, Luchasaurus. Six man tag versus Adam Copeland, Darby Allen, and Sting. Uh, there's a New Year's pay per view that's going to be, or like, you know, celebrating New Year, year end, I think it's going to be called. Um, that's going to be December 30th. Maybe Sting has another match then. And then he'll have his farewell match, which I'm going to call it now. It's going to be him versus Darby. I would think that because Darby can come with Darby can carry the carry that match. Yes. But the moment I saw Ric Flair, I was like, mm. Nah, it's it's just it's just for the moment. He signed. I thought that was then I saw the sign. I was like, this, mm. is, this is like, and I didn't read all the details, but I'm a calling and assuming it's it's like it's like the. Now, obviously, we're talking about um, – I'm making a wrestling comparison. But this is like the Macho Man uh, WCW deal where, like, they just took the money. Slim Jim was paying WCW and gave it to him. Like, they're working a deal, and they're going to be use, using Ric Flair's energy drink for, like, advertising and mm-hmm. use it for stuff. So, I, I don't know. There's going to be some business with it. There are a lot of marks, a lot of people way older than us that will tune in something just to see that old man strut down and out. <laughs> And we've barely seen him go down an aisle yet. So um, <laughs> he's been down the aisle many times. I no, I'm just saying down down on uh, Jacksonville TV. But as far as my thoughts for staying, sim- very similar to you. I mean, it was 
familiar, knew who he was as a kid, wasn't a WCW guy, was a WWF guy. Always thought he looked cool. Uh, the Crow character was cool. Whenever I saw it, and it was obviously from much more of our younger youth, Surfer Sting always looked cool to me too. Looked like something that would have been out of a TV show more than a wrestling ring. Um, at Wolfpack Sting, something else I thought that was cool because it was just another twist on the on Crow. Um, I didn't watch wrestling for the majority of like his peak TNA stuff. I knew of the Joker when I when I started uh, watching the product again. But, um, you know, obviously him showing up in WWE, I thought it was cool. It didn't go the way it should have. But I do think he's getting the, the real proper send-off in AEW. He's definitely made more of an impact, no pun intended, in AEW than he did in WWE. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the ending. Hopefully it, it all ends in a safe and healthy way. You know what my favorite Sting memory is now that I think about it? Dolph Ziggler. No. Right, ready to rumble. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, I meant to bring it up when you started talking about uh, movies and stuff. I did just rewatch um, Scream One and Two. Shout out to former WCW champ. <laughs> Every dude, anytime Ray Rumble comes on, you gotta watch. Anytime. I gotta rewatch it. Anytime, so fucking good. So anything, anything else about AEW? Uh, t- I mean, I guess. I'm sure you didn't watch Dynamite last night. Dynamite was worth a rewatch. I actually, this morning when I was running errands, I kind of like re-ran the whole thing. Um, it, Max as a babyface, it gets better every week. He did the tweener thing great for a while, but the past three, four weeks is at this point accepted. Like he's, he's like Austin-esque, not like the character by no means, but like where he is a full-blown babyface. Panders to the crowd, but he'll still do stuff. Like he might call somebody an emo bitch. Um, <laughs> he he may like if he doesn't like you, he'll still make it awkward. You know him and Kenny, him and oh, so collision last week main event. Um, him versus Kenny, they had a, a banger. Kenny put him over after the match, and you know, uh, you know, shook his hand to the to the live crowd when the camera wasn't on. He. Um, put over Kenny, the box Cody and Tony Khan for being a rich mark and starting this company, blah, 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 giving an alternative. Um, then there's this hilarious storyline because he, he was part of an eight-man tag and it was the main event and he had to find partners. Um, Samoa Joe gave him ultimatum. I'll, I'll team with you, but I want a rematch. Um, he went to go knock on Kenny's locker room and Jericho came out due to the, when he asked, is Kenny here? And he asked, he sounded like a little sad kid. Kenny here? Jericho slams the door in his face. You know, he, he curses about Jericho under his breath while he walks away. Uh, I love like what they're doing right now where like everyone is vying for the title. Like he he has this feud with he has this feud with Jay White. Kenny was the longest champion, so he wanted to defend his reign. So he had a match against Kenny. Joe wants a rematch. He wants to face him again. Then Wardlow's so upset about their beef. So Wardlow like attacked them backstage briefly, like this past week. A lot of good layers. Uh, everything MJF is doing, which is no surprise to anyone that's listened to us when we gush about him when we review AEW. Everything he's doing has been gold. Um, I'd say there was one other thing I wanted to mention before I got into this. Uh, hopefully it pops back to me. Um They've been doing a, you know, actually, well, what Christian's doing with the TNT title, 
all the titles are important. Um, Orange Cassidy won back the internet um, international title recently. I'm always so hot and cold on him. Like when he faces somebody like Claudio in the opening match, and it's great, and it's just like somebody to some monster like Claudio that's just so much bigger than this guy just shouldn't be losing to him. Um, the tag titles are kind of in an interesting spot. They're kind of like mainly featured on a collision, which I never watched live, but Big Bill and Ricky Starks having them. It's kind of cool. I'm not big on makeshift teams, especially in AEW, but I do love that this is like, I know Starks had the FTW title, but this is his first legit AEW title. This is Big Bill's first championship. So this is kind of huge. I, I like that for all of them. Um, I don't think we've done an episode since Wrestle Dream. If we did, I'm just going to re-put the show over. I thought it was a showstopper. Um, AEW, what, what, no matter what you think about their weekly product, they never miss with the pay-per-views. The pay-per-view was great. Um, yeah, I mean, that's my main thing. Um, MJF also carrying around. So I'll just say my one nitpick, but this is just me being a championship mark. You know, they – Jay White stole his belt three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago now. I think this week marks four weeks since he stole his belt. And I just hate that storyline in wrestling. Besides the time R-Truth did it with the IC <laughs> title, I just think it just never sits well with me. Especially just because now if Jay White doesn't win at the pay-per-view, all right, so we're going to have all these pictures and there's going to be all these memories of like him running around with the Triple B. And like at some point, you got to put the strap on him because he ran around with the world title for a month and he never wins it. I don't know. It's just... It's like the biggest faux pas, like agitating thing to me as a fan, especially with championships. But um, cool seeing MJF. He, he's still putting some shine and some spotlight on the ROH tag belts. And um, the Elite lost the uh, ROH six-man tag, six tag titles back to the embassy. Oh, did they? Yeah, which was kind of like a, a cold finish. Uh, Hangman had to leave them hanging to go um, fight Swerve backstage. And then there was a segment later on when Renee was interviewing Jericho and Kenny back in their locker room, and the Bucks got into it with Jericho. Like, who the fuck let this dickhead in here? <laughs> oh, and one more thing about WWE. I, I, I got to say this. Chelsea Green might be my favorite wrestler. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my God. So, uh, here, on a championship mark, uh, on a championship mark theory, you know what? I thought this as a mark because of her Halloween street fight. But after her and Piper went to NXT the next night, defended the titles, didn't drop them. After the Boston Hug connection, Chelsea and Niven are the greatest women's tag champions of yeah. all. Time. Oh my god, so so the good, greatest. so the greatest. so good. Keep I... forever. Um, they're stars. She, she she I'm already upset. On retail shelves, January twenty twenty five, the championship showdown basic battle pack with one with one belt depicting this. It, I, that's what I, I hope that isn't what happens. These need to be elites. She is fantastic. Um how Piper Niven really look like Nineheart. I know, it was great. <laughs> it was great, like the whole uh like I was pissed WWE didn't go all out with the whole Chelsea got talent thing because I thought the social media response to that was excellent. But then I thought they did the right person by Piper Niven giving her a, a straight another straight man, but a, a, but a complete also another a complete opposite of her because she could be her heater. So I thought that was great in their dynamic. But 
those two are off the chart. It they are fantastic. The the candy corn um out the bag like it's thumbtacks. Amazing. I I can't talk about it enough. It was she is it, fantastic. It they was are really fantastic. good even. Really I, I mean, I'll say easily that segment I, I was in bed laughing my ass off Lauren. She of course just didn't understand it. But I'd say that and what MJF was doing on Dynamite, that's the two best things I've seen on wrestling all month. Like the past four weeks. So it was it was great. Easily the highlights of the week, but both things were were the were gold for the past four weeks. Yeah, the the entrance the Brett entrance, um the glasses thing, fan, amazing. I can't I can't I can't talk about while it. While we're back on WWE, something we did see this week, and I got a hundred questions and to try to you know, narrow it down. Again, we keep going back on championships. Um, Roman's got his defense. You know, he's third longest WWE reigning champion of, of history, whatever, whatever. Gunther, currently as we're recording, 508 days. While you guys are listening to this, 509 plus days as the Intercontinental Champion. What have you thought thus far of his reign? Oh, I loved it. I, I really loved it. Um, I still don't like the, the design, but when I think of that belt, I'll think of, of him. And forever, yeah. For, forever, um, legit. Corey, had a, Corey Graves had a hot take on his podcast where he said, by come the Rumble, Gunther's going to change nothing about his performance, but he'll become a baby-facing character, get the crowds chanting him or cheering for him. I feel like he's never been necessarily completely hated, so I don't really see that, but I just wanted to, Kind of put that thought in your ear and see what you thought about it. Um, do I think he'll naturally turn face? Probably. I, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, the guy, he this year alone, like the the matches, like I, I as of now, like I have three. His well, is it two or three? He has two or three matches on my match of the year board right now. The triple threat from WrestleMania with Sheamus and McIntyre. Okay. Um. Oh, you know, I'm I'm thinking of the match he had with Sheamus last year. Okay. And, and then the match that he had with McIntyre was really good. Okay. So you, I would say there's two you're leaving out. and I, I, would I probably say, am. The cha- oh, the, the Gable? The match, match with Champa? Gable? Well, I was going to say the best for last. I didn't see the Champa match. Champa match was really good. Bronson Reed match was good, but the Champa match was like hook, line, and sinker. I also, I was so into it because it's one of those, like, I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong on this. My, like, both members of DIY, uh, DIY, Gargano and Champa, I don't think it's a much bigger platform on Raw. I don't think they can ever be over as over as they were in NXT. Mm-mm. I'd love to be wrong, but Champa last summer, or no, this past summer, I guess, before getting hurt at the beginning of summer, he had a match for the U.S. title. I think he, I guess, he went up against Lashley. Um. But he wore Harley Race's robe out to the ring. And it was like a bit, you know, he was challenging for the U.S. title. It was his first time challenging for, you know, a title on the main card. And then he got injured about a couple months, a couple weeks later. But, like, I was, you know, as a fan of him, him talking about Harley on the show, I was like, man, this would be really badass. So then he he was talking a lot of shit with, like, you know, his promos on, on Gunther, talking about how he's got to win, this and that. And I'm thinking back to the takeover where he challenged for the NXT UK title. And it was so rare that, like, except, like, Pete Dunne did it a little bit. But, like, 
Gunther defending against an American defend that title. I'm just thinking, like, man, how cool would that be? I'm thinking Shawn Michaels versus Bulldog, like the American winning the European, the United Kingdom title. How good that would have been. And, like, I was genuinely, like, on the edge of my seat, like, bummed out when he didn't win. And, like, deja vu, four or five years later, I'm in my bed watching that in the main event. And when he lost, I was bummed. I was pissed. I was, you know, verbally speaking up. Um, and it was a cool – it was cool to feel that way weeks after and still be invested, not not really buying in, like, at the beginning, like, ah, Ciampa's not going to win. But I was so invested when he – had arguably the match of the year with Gable weeks prior. Yeah, that match was great. So I posed the question to you. Um, this week there's a fatal four-way, Bronson Reed, um, Ivar, whichever one of the Viking Raiders that isn't hurt, Miz, someone else, to determine the number one contender for the IC title. Um, one, I got to put this tidbit out there. It's hilarious as all the years we've been doing this. I mean – Miz being somebody like I obviously I don't think Miz is gonna end this this historic reign, but I wouldn't be mad about it. Um, Ty Jericho like it's a two it's a two for one. He'll break he'll break the record of the longest reigning champion. He'll end the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time, and at the same time tie the record for the most IC title reigns ever. And Coming from me as someone who touted nothing but anti-Miz, Miz spew, Miz hate for the first of the three years of this show, couldn't give the guy no credit or respect. But in 2023, a babyface Miz run, which, oh, I should have mentioned about MJF earlier. MJF, better babyface than Ric Flair. I'm not <laughs> arguing, like, promos go, like, no, all around. As a babyface, destroys him. But... 2023, I know, like, 2014, 16, 15, whatever years, like, the Miz never really was good as a babyface. 2023, I think he can knock it out the park. Um, I'd like to see him feud, feud with the Gunther. If Gunther's going to be holding this title past the Rumble, maybe towards Mania, maybe past Mania, Miz is someone great for him to add on that list of people he's beat. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. The second, well, right now, if they, well, Hunter's in charge, so they'll acknowledge Jericho, but... Second most icy title reigns? Absolutely. I don't see why not. Mission. In your head at in your head at the moment, do you see anybody do you have any idea on who you think is gonna be the one to end his reign? Well, I thought it would have been a good idea for Jay Uso to do it. But because like it, it will seem like he's having some some type of success yeah. by himself, but I don't think that's gonna happen anymore because of the way things have gone. Um, other than that, I could I, I could still see that in a way if he stays hot, but I, I I didn't have that on my list of names of who I I could see or like the rumors of people. Like I thought it would have been McIntyre after <clears throat> he broke the record, but that wasn't the case either. But right now I've got nobody. So I have the Miz Miz on here. It's like somebody. Hey, I wouldn't be mad. I'd love to see Gable. They'd have to go back to that feud. I just feel like it's one of those things where like at this point. I feel like whoever ends it is going to be someone he hasn't faced yet. Mm-hmm. Now, again, Gable, I'd love to see Gable as IC champion, so I'd be thrilled if that was the case. The rumor on who I think it's going to be, if Graves is right and he turns babyface, what if Ludwig Kaiser stays heel and he's the one to beat him? Hmm. I mean, the guy's already up. He's got Tiffany Stratton. What else does he need? The IC title, little ridiculous, greedy if you ask me. It makes sense for, especially if you're going to give him 
a babyface run for Imperium to turn on him. But I think it'll be a good few, but I don't think he'll be the one to beat him. It will make sense, uh, but I don't think so. I love and adore your Jay Uso take. But the only other thing I was thinking, I was like, all right, it's, it should be someone. If it's not going to be someone coming from another company or someone that's like coming back from like injury, I'm thinking like who's active in WWE that could do it. I would think, no, you would need some type of like superstar shakeup and like switch the brands. But I think LA Knight, he's not going to be ending Roman's reign as world champion. So LA Knight get his first singles title and it'd be also by ending this career long, you know, or this record breaking IC title reign. It's somebody I would think would, would do it. But again, I'd much rather see Jey Uso be the one. Unless you get a return in Sheamus, because that's something you can go back to because they've always they've had those physical, they had those top notch matches. A return is something you can jump right into. You don't really got to explain much of a story. Or Pete Dunn goes back to his real name. I wish. I wish. I've been waiting. I wish. Hunter, please. His, man, I thought they were going to do it in NXT recently, but. Yeah, I, I did too. But I was like, God, please just give him back his name. So um, that's it for the weekly sub. Did you get anything? A couple little things. I, I picked up the. The Jericho Walmart exclusive. So I was so surprised to see that hit my area, um, like already. So I got Jericho Walmart exclusive. I got the Target Samoa Joe. I think I mentioned this last time we recorded, but I did get the Eddie Kingston Walmart exclusive. So Walmart and Targets, aside from the the Punk um, Supreme, I'm like all caught up AEW wise. Um, what else? Oh, I got to chase gold dust. Uh, someone from the group that l- lives local actually gold met up with he or stardust. My oh. apologies. The black and blue one. So okay. I still need to find the regular. And then um, prep got me uh, a Moxley chase for retail. Oh really? And, um, I got that, and then I just found the regular one in the wild and was able to get that one. Uh, like you know, my my ways I'd be finagling them at Target. So they, <laughs> I, they, I get fifty percent off almost anything now. I found. I'm always like when I'm picking a figure up in the aisle. If it was like two years ago, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna buy it. Now I'm like, eh, do I got the energy to tuck this down half off? Yeah, all right, I'll get this. Mm-hmm. That's dirty Dominic for you. So I didn't really get anything, um, but I, well, I had jury duty, and um, there's this printing place where I got Matt Madness stickers from, and I was like, you know what? I'm falling down here. It don't t- doesn't take long to print, so let me get these. Let me see how these come out. These. Because these NXT fight cards, they're expensive, the official ones. They're like, they can range from like COVID pricing, peak COVID pricing was like 200 bucks. And I'll always see like the one, same ones resurface. But these are like ones that, one was out of, one's like from NXT Brooklyn. That's eight years old now. Philadelphia, that's five, year old, five years old now. I've seen that one pop up, but I haven't seen the Brooklyn one pop up. So instead of, Paying a hundred plus each for one, I paid twelve fifty <laughs> for two printouts. Hell yeah! And eighteen dollars for two frames. So I got a whole twenty-four. What is it? I got about twenty-five dollar purchase for everything, and they, they print. They came out pretty well. Um, only thing is they. They had to make to make the images fit. They had to make the um, the pictures 
a different size. So like they don't quite, they fit in the frame, but they're an inch off. But I can live with that. But that's all I really got. And I can beat it. Like they came out real high quality. Love it. Um, so I can't, I can't knock it. Twelve For twelve fifty and got some, what, $18 frames. Like, come on. Who can beat that? 30 bucks. That's all Sword I got. Dick. Sword dick. You can't beat it. Yep. That's it. Anything else for me? I think that's it, my friend. All right, guys. So that's it for the show. Subscribe on all podcast platforms. Use promo code MMANIS on Ringside Club Blues to save 10% off your order. Um, make sure to shop at, um, what's that site? Um, I'm trying <laughs> Your to Your new site you love? Uh, Wrestling Collector Shop. Oh, my God. Clutch. Because if like when because when you um, when you pre-order from them if they I guess they like a monthly like pre-order sale it, it comes out the retail after the code so it's like wow that's that's wild so like the last three ultimates I I technically got them below retail can't beat it you can't so what is that what the Bianca Kurt and um, well, I need you to flow with my saying what? you can't beat that it's a sore dick you can't beat it. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> all right, guys, so that's it for the show. I'm Elo Aaron Lloyd. That's Dirty Dominic, Eric Trambecki. We'll see you guys soon. Talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they. Hop on the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle.